horror fan, best friends, and ghoulish nights, and welcome to the 21st episode of Murders with Mertens. I am your host, Joe, and this is a podcast about horror, slashers, dark comedies, body horror, the horror adjacent, the supernatural, the psychologically terrifying, scary films in general. Each episode, I sit down with a guest and discuss one of their favorite scary films so that we can gush about everything that makes it just so damned cool. Viewers. Thank you for the support. Uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe if you are so inclined. It all helps to get the word out and bring some much-needed love to this fledgling podcast. Still have that minor goal of reaching 100 subs so that I can get a custom URL finally. So, you know, if you feel like it would be worth it to help me out with that, it's cool, I guess. Whatever. You know. <laughs> but a little <laughs> bit of help is always appreciated. Um Today, I have the honor of welcoming Frank Villagomez to talk about the spoops. Uh, Frank, how the hell are you? Good. I'm doing great. I, I've been looking forward to this podcast for since you uh, messaged me on, on Twitter about this. Uh, when I saw the call, I was like, yes, finally is my time. <laughs> it is my time. I, I, I've seen a few episodes of the podcast, you know, the one with Mario and everything like that. And I was just like, this is something I definitely want to be on. But you know how like you, you're just like, I'm, I'm afraid to ask. You know, I'm afraid to ask to be on. But never I'm so be glad afraid. you asked. Never be like, afraid. Um, yeah. yeah, well, I have the opposite problem of I just I, I'm, I'm horrible about shooting my shot and <laughs> asking people. So uh, but got some cool people on decks and people were working on scheduling. Going to make this shit happen. That's for sure. Um, Frank, for those who don't know, who the hell are you? Hi, my name is Frank Villagomez. I run a podcast with five friends. Uh, every week called Point in Progress. Uh, you may have heard of some of the people, Fiona McKinnon, Harv Pramar, uh, Sly Clone MC, uh, Mario Rivera, and me. We all kind of, uh, we just talk about video games. We talk about the news. We talk about our lives and stuff like that. Uh, a little bit about me. I love, uh, I'm a big horror fan. I love horror video games. I love horror movies. I love horror comics, anime, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it's one of my favorite mediums. Um, funny enough wasn't when i was a little kid when i was a little kid i was scared shitless over this stuff um you couldn't get me to watch half of these things which is why we we're talking about child's play today because nice 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 that was kind of the catalyst to get me into this stuff but yeah it's it, it, it was one of the mediums where like as a kid i was just like yeah you know this isn't for me i could barely even get through a resident evil i remember very vividly my dad having a copy of resident evil on the playstation one if you remember that co cover too it was like a zombie mm -hmm. i used to like hide it under the bed i was like i don't even want to look at it <laughs> for for those of us that grew up in the 80s and 90s there was one specific page of the original volume of scary stories to tell in the dark that did the exact oh. same thing um really yeah oh yeah it's yeah. uh the one of uh the woman's face that's basically oh. just rotting apart yeah mm -hmm. good times Sim similar spook levels there for sure uh yeah, yeah I, I had a similar childhood where um you know growing up in the 80s and you know as a kid in the early 90s i feel like they ran um ads on primetime television for horror films like crazy that just are not the kind of thing that you should be showing uh young children uh and they did it anyways and uh yeah. yeah that was kind of scarring some of those trailers are far more terrifying when you're a child than the actual film ends up being when you're an adult um but uh yeah similar type of thing i don't remember when i first saw this film and this has been such a nice refresher i don't even think 
I mean, have we even introduced the film yet? I think we're jumping the oh, gun. Yeah. No. Um, today's topic is 1988's Child's Play, directed by Tom Holland, the other one, uh, and written by uh, Don Mancini, uh, John Lafia, and Holland himself. Um, no. So again, coming to this film much later in life, um, and us talking about you know us being impressionable kids watching uh, horror films. Frank, uh, let's hear more about your history with the film. Yeah. So I, I very much remember this was a film where the only reason I probably saw it is because people around the schoolyard would quote it. Right. Like you would get people like, hi, I'm Chuck. You want to play? And then you would hear about this killer doll and stuff like that. Um, me being, you know, still pretty young at that point, I was just like, I don't want I don't want to see no killer doll. I'm, I'm still scared of toy soldiers. That one movie where you know, oh, okay. they had animatronics of it. That, mm-hmm. that scared the shit out of me. So I was like, killer doll. No, no, no I'm good. Um, I very much remember my sister being the one who's just like, look, don't be a pussy. All right. Just watch this movie with me. It'll it'll be fine. You'll live. And I'm like, okay, fine. I saw it. And it was, it was one of those things where I was just like, oh, well, this isn't as bad as I thought it could be. But it's still scary as a kid because you're like, oh, crap, look at the look at the look at the movements of the face. Look at all that stuff. And you look at your own toys, your own G.I. Joe's and stuff like that. And you're like, are you going to come to life? Is this is this something that's going to happen right now? Like, are, are you going to go on a killing spree? But yeah, it it is one of those movies where it just kind of pushed me forward a little bit. It, it It's not the scariest movie I saw as a kid. But it was definitely that moment of like, hey, this can you can definitely watch a little bit more after this and then keep kind of moving forward and stuff like that. And, you know, hearing on the schoolyard, everybody knew who Chucky was at my age. Like I'm I'm 26 now when I was when I was like, you know, nine or eight, all the kids were like constantly talking about Chucky. They even they dressed as Chucky during Halloween. He's an icon. You know what I mean? And I wanted to see what that icon was. And that pushed me forward to watching other movies like Friday 13th and, um, uh, Halloween and all those other 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 films. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that uh, horror comedy and uh, you know dark comedies and uh, stuff like that. That's a wonderful uh, wonderful bit of gateway horror for people uh, because people that um, you know they just say you know I don't like horror movies. They're scary. That's not my thing. Yeah, it it really is. You just haven't given it a fair shake. There's probably a thriller or two that are very. Uh, if not horror, very horror adjacent. And, you know, at the very least, you probably enjoy something like Shaun of the Dead or Beetlejuice or something fun like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Or yeah even, like uh, yeah. one of my friends uh, who isn't too into horror, she just doesn't like gore and all that. Okay. Uh, funny enough, because if, you, if you've ever seen this movie, it's it's just gore. There's a ton of gore in it. But like The Babysitter, right? Like I was okay. like, okay, we watch The Babysitter because it is a comedy movie with you know some horror elements in it and you know there's there's horror movies out there that that it they, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the gore it doesn't necessarily have to be about like the jump scares or that uh the way i look at it is like as long as it has really good atmosphere and it has that like kind of eerie feeling to it it's horror to me and this movie has a ton of that and oh, i love it yeah yeah, yeah. It, it it doesn't even get into full-blown chucky until about <laughs> like halfway through the film. Right. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think it's more, almost more unsettling just seeing the, the face of Chucky just as the good guy doll, which, you know, if you don't remember from the time period that this came from is a total ripoff of the, my buddy doll. Um, 
Yeah, Just which is apparently, cut. yep, uh, apparently mm-hmm. a doll that is designed for lonely kids. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But, which is, um, which- which is funny because like uh going back on it and like kind of doing some research on it like on the original script and everything like that because this is like one of those movies that is like rewritten like a bajillion times apparently um how they how it was called like they used buddy in the original title and then seeing that come to full circle like later on in this movie's like saga being called buddy again was like oh okay now i kind of get it yeah yeah um god yeah uh, a lot of suspense uh, building to uh, those moments uh, where finally, finally, we see Chucky being Chucky. Um, yeah. What, what do you say we jump into it here? Uh, Hell yeah. All right. Uh, we begin with the always great MGM intro, but I got to say, I kind of miss this old school uh, United Artists intro. You know, the one that they used to play in front of like 1980s Bond films. Mm-hmm. Um Yep, that brings back some fun memories. Uh, So we start with cops closing in on The Strangler, Charles Lee Ray. Uh, And it's this great 1980s foot chase with gunplay, you know, all that shit firing on all cylinders. Uh, He's hiding behind the supports of the L and, you know, avoiding the cop cars and all that. And um, I, I guess he has an accomplice that kind of like bugs out on him at this point. Uh, yeah, in the van or something like that, mm-hmm, just chilling mm-hmm. in there. Also, there's a giant ass neon sign for Cantonese food, and now I want Cantonese food. Oh, that uh, sounds lovely. Oh, doesn't it? Oh God, but yeah, it's a cool ass sign, uh, and everything's bathed in neon in this thing. And uh, you know, Brad Dourif, uh, fresh off his role in Dune, but not quite at Alien Resurrection yet. Uh, yeah, he is Charles Lee Ray, the Strangler. Yes, the yeah. Strangler. Yeah. This I love this scene by the way. Like this is a this is a way to start your movie just with a foot gun chase. Mm-hmm. Um and there's always so I'm from I'm from Chicago. I forgot to say that earlier. But yeah, I'm from Chicago. I've lived here all my life. Um so there's something about Chicago at night that gives me always Gotham vibes. And yeah. the intro to this movie does have Gotham vibes. If you if you told me this is the intro to like Batman, I would have I would have believed you 100%. Especially like Batman 89. Um, oh yeah 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 and then you know of course the nolan films were mostly filmed around chicago which also works super well but uh yeah yeah chicago's got great atmosphere for this kind of stuff for sure um so yeah again i think this is where the van drives by and it's like the strangler had help you're a killer known as the strangler and you had an accomplice i i'm still it, laughing over the strangler thing like i, I yeah. can't believe this man's name the strangler it or, is the uh, most generic <laughs> most yes the most generic name ever for a serial killer um but yeah uh, i i guess it's uh chris sarandon in pursuit here uh mr jack skellington himself uh as detective mike uh, whose name I will forget through most of my notes until it's finally said later in the film. And I'll just keep calling him like detective Skellington, I guess. Um, oh, it's perfect. It's fine. Yeah, people, yeah. people, people know. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, he's wounded, uh, the strangler, uh, he decides to hide in a toy store. Um, I gotta say strangler had a pretty nice coat. That was a very nice oh, yeah. coat. That would be a super expensive coat too. But that uh, trench coat, like, I don't I don't know where people in Chicago get these trench coats. And I need to know because yeah. I see them every now and again around town. And I'm just like, dude, like, put me on, man. I need one of those nice beige, mm-hmm. like little trench coats that fit perfectly. Ooh. 
yeah that that's absolutely my jam and uh yeah they're fucking expensive um but uh yeah uh it's at this point where he realizes that he's dying he decides to transfer his spirit into the first thing that he can find which is a good guy doll um this just seems to kind of come out of left field. We thought he was a serial killer. No, he's a you know practitioner of apparently voodoo, uh, which we, I guess we don't find out till later in the film. That's what this is. But uh, yeah, we get uh, lightning and thunder and storm clouds and everything else and explosions ensue. And uh, yeah, uh, Detective Skellington there gets blown out of the toy store as well. Uh, Absolutely blasted away, like ejected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This uh again, all great 1980s action film shit right here. It's perfect. Uh I'm I'm digging it. Um and then we we move from here to one of the things that I find even more unsettling than most of this film. This little kid making a fucking mess in the kitchen as he's trying to make his mom breakfast in bed. Um it's just like no no oh god she's got to clean that oh no she's got to mop up this ah oh, he's burning the toast um so this is the, the toaster just smoking out there oh, yeah. I the, by the way i love the glob of butter he puts on that burnt toast he just takes like a giant spoonful just wow. <laughs> yep yep absolutely um doesn't make any coffee for her though which is kind of unfortunate because apparently he is waking her up at 6 30 in the morning because it's his birthday I uh, also love the giant trail of milk that he's leaving from the kitchen to her bedroom. Awesome job, kid. Um, but yeah, he wakes up, mom. And before he does that, though, as he's walking by the living room, you got the happy birthday banner and all that. Oh, and he's given some massive side eye to that pile of presents. You know, he, he just wants to wake up mom because he wants to, you know, dig into the pile. That's that's he's exactly like, what this is. He, he may be a nice kid. But yeah, <laughs> no, you know what he really wants. Oh, God. Yeah. No. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, uh, like we talked about, you know, the trope of the kid, not quite responsible enough to make mom breakfast, but does it anyway in an endearingly messy way. Uh, yes, that bothers the shit out of me. Um, he's kind of a, he's kind of a little bit of a creepy kid, too. He's cosplaying yeah. a lot as a as the as the buddy doll. Uh, he yeah. all he watches his buddy stuff. He's a little obsessive over that. Yeah. Uh, which, yeah, but you know, yeah, massive creepy little... kid vibes. Yes, mm-hmm. apparently he's six. Um, <laughs> also well, kind of adorable though. Sometimes he's a little yeah, bit adorable sometimes. at times, and uh, mm. God, just he, he can do terrified child uh, quite well in later parts of this film. So I guess that works too. Um, yeah, six thirty in the morning. I love you slash burn in hell. Yeah, <laughs> mom, mom's mom's just gonna have to switch into mom mode. Um, so, um, yes, uh, he finally can open some presents and you get the big box and you know, he's been staring at it and he's pretty sure he's going to get what he thinks he's going to get his one obsession here. Now it's every kid's favorite birthday present clothes. Yeah. A long pair of jeans. I'm just yeah. like. Yep. Oh, now we're going to have to go get these altered. So, you know, get ready for that fun experience. Um, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. His face, he, he does do a really good job of a look of disappointment. Cause he's just like, yeah, yeah. Oh. 
Yep. Um, he does get some uh, good guy accessories for some reason, probably because that's all mom could afford at the moment. Um, I don't think it's really brought up until she's actually at work, but she basically works the jewelry counter at a, at a department store. Uh, and they got a nice ass apartment. Uh, yeah, a really nice apartment. What she's pulling in there, you know, dad's not in the picture. I think he's deceased. You know, maybe there was a really nice life insurance claim with him. I don't know, but, uh, yeah. they seem to be doing okay for what she's up to. Um, so, yeah, that, that- that oh, department store is really cool, by the way, because it, it's still around. You can yeah. it used to be a Carson's at some point. Um, I think I've been there at some point. I don't know if I've been there. I know I've been to Carson's downtown and I want to say it was that one. But now it's a Target. So the, the <laughs> exterior looks exactly the same, but it is it is Target. OK, <laughs> OK, that's uh, at least they didn't ruin the facade of a cool old building. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, as he's tearing through his gifts, um, yeah, he does the little kid thing of throwing the card away because, you know, who wants to read boring platitudes, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, also, mom, uh, yeah, she couldn't afford what she really wanted. Mom sucks. Um, Damn it, mom. And so then mom proceeds to do a back alley transaction uh, for the one she loves. Uh, this peddler who's brought up over and over and... You know, I wow, I can't remember the last time I heard you know, about somebody who's selling shit on the black market as a peddler, but whatever. Um, but she managed here in Chicago. Yeah, okay, fair enough. that's how I got my first bike. <laughs> fair enough, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, yeah, she manages to get the gift, and of course, uh, it's the doll from the toy store. Um, but we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, and I'm trying to think what this even means that I typed. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, oh, it's the comment from her friend about, or, or either her to her friend about, you know, was it stolen? And uh, I think it's the peddler that says like, eh, steal this. Uh, or something oh, yeah, like that's that. Right. He turns around, does like the thrust forward and goes, steal this. And then yeah. just walks away. <laughs> yup perfect wait awesome. we don't have to tell the kid about how you got the doll um but <laughs> steal this uh steal then, this. yeah mom finds out that she has to pull a double shift and well her work wife she gets to uh manage the kid um yeah and i hate to say it but retail in 2022 uh we'd all just be like call off well i guess there's just nobody in jewelry tonight that's literally how it is yeah nobody's being forced to work a double shift at this point no not happening i don't think i've in in like the eight years i've worked retail nobody has ever said hey you have to work a double shift or like it's like okay well i could just say no yeah and just not do it (laughs) yeah and especially uh through the pandemic and everything yeah we're at this point where it's just Okay, super numb about the situation. There's just not going to be anybody there. Sorry. <laughs> but uh yeah. Uh kid gets what he always wanted. Um and well, uh mom's friend, uh she's carrying this thing around the apartment and basically just beating the shit out of it. Uh slamming it into tables and walls and everything else. 
Uh, Chucky's probably not very happy about this. And well, I suppose we'll find out uh, what happens later. Um, so it's, it's time for uh, Andy to go to bed there. And uh, well, he starts, this is where he really starts uh, telling people what Chucky says. And it, it, you know, we didn't bring this up, but this is one of those dolls that, um, you know, talks, uh, the eyes move and the head turns and stuff. Uh, and is supposed to only have a few phrases, but, um, yeah, apparently Chucky wants to watch the nine o'clock news. Okay. And it's something to do with his old accomplice, uh, still on the lam or whatever. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. His accomplice got away. That's what it was. Uh, Eddie Caputo. Uh, he managed Eddie to elude his, ca- yeah, he managed to elude his, uh, captors and, um, yeah, Maggie, yeah, she's just not impressed. She's like, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. So she's like, it's time to go to bed, kid. Yeah. It, no, we're, we're done with enough this. Of this. Yes. Um, yeah, the whole relationship with Chucky, this is not off to a good start. Uh, also, uh, again, yeah, awesome apartment for somebody who works a jewelry counter. Um, and we get a little POV now of something mm-hmm. very low to the ground, possibly a six-year-old, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, running around. And uh, these shots, they never fail to uh, impress. They're, they're fun. It's uh, In some ways, they're kind of... Uh, you know, an evolution from Evil Dead, but uh, with the pitter patter of little feet, uh, extra creepy. Like yeah. <laughs> um, and well, you know, Maggie is suitably freaked out. Um, uh, she um, I, I don't know if it's now or after she gets off the phone here, where she finds like a bunch of flour or sugar or something strewn all over the kitchen, and we get this Andy. Andy, is that you? And, you know, she, the phone rings and, you know, okay, mom checks in and all that. It's, things are okay. Yeah, our boss sucks. Um, Yeah, I'll be home in a few hours, that thing. And she hangs up and hammer in the face. And, of course, it's it's the little tiny good guys, you know, building set hammer. And yep. she's. She stumbles backwards and ends up crashing through the window and down the street. Yeah. Um, By the way, that scene is so well done in the sense of just building up to it. Because oh, yeah. earlier you see Andy hitting a thing with that same, same hammer, right? Oh, no, and... his fingerprints are all over it. Shit. Oh, no. Sh- <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, he's using it earlier, which you'd be kind of, you know, not... I wouldn't say you're wrong by this point in the film. You're like, could it have been Andy? Like, you don't re- could have been Andy. Maybe were like, you know, Chucky telling Andy to do this instead of Chucky just doing it. Cause he's, you know, like I am Chucky when I play, he doesn't really like show his face yeah. yet. So you're, there's you're like, a, ah, there's, there's a, a lot, lot in the first there. half of this film. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where you could absolutely view it as, yeah, this very well could be the kid. Um, but yeah, we, we know better. Um, so, yeah, right through the window, right to this. Well, she lands on a truck in the middle of the street. And, uh, yes, yeah, she did. Um, oh, she dead, dead. Yeah. yeah. Flattens it. Mm-hmm. 
so mom gets home. She sees the police present. She's like, holy fuck. And she just skirts this police line and gets right into the building. Nobody's seeing a thing. She goes by several cops that kind of sidestep out of her way. And sure. Uh, again, no, through the hallway. Oh, I guess. I guess. Um, she she uh, gets through the hallway with only one cop telling her, "Ma'am, you can't go in there." Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. There's like thirty seven cops in this apartment, uh, in a two bedroom apartment. One but, of them uh, is just like on the couch with his feet up, just yes, reading the newspaper. Yes. <laughs> I noticed that like, too. Did you just walk into my house? <laughs> yes, I absolutely noticed that. Yeah, you know, he's just chilling. It's cool. It's hanging you know, out. He's number 37. There had to be 37 cops in here. Um, and she finally finds Andy and he tells her that Maggie had an accident. Um, and you know, the detectives, you know, are explaining everything to her. Uh, and then we get to the point with the flower on the uh on the island. Uh, and there's, what are those? Are those footprints? And, you know, they ask Andy to check out his shoes. Mom is not happy about that. Um, dare you insinuate my son might be a murder. Oh yes. Yes. Uh, and then, um, the footprints, uh, I guess Chucky wants to know about, uh, what's going on. Um, yeah, yeah, again, creepy kid, creepy kid. Also, Andy, um, snitches get stitches. He tries to tell the detectives that his doll had been on the counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and Andy, we don't talk to cops, for one. We yeah. don't talk to Yeah, bad, Andy, bad. Bad, terrible. Um, yep, they bag the hammer, the possible murder weapon, um, and uh, as mom's getting ready for bed, I... Uh, you know, after she finally gets uh, all 37 cops out of her apartment, um, she can hear Andy's voice. She hears him talking to somebody. So she just kind of bursts into his room and finds him just sitting on the floor, talking to Chucky. Chucky is like up in a chair looking down at him. Um, no, that's that's not creepy at all. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Um and I, I do appreciate here that, you know, the mom, she's, her name is Karen, but I keep calling her the mom because it's so much easier. Uh, I appreciate that she's curious enough to ask her kid what Chucky says to him. Also, I'm sure she's very concerned that her son is talking to this thing so much. But um, oh, yeah. I could imagine as like a parent, your kid just like talking to this doll like it's a person must be mm-hmm. probably the scariest thing in the world. Yeah, and and this movie feels like it's happening over you know quite a long time, but it's only a couple of days really, because uh, this is still the same day that the kid got the doll. It's his birthday. Um, Damn, death on your birthday. He takes it like a champ, though. I mean, he doesn't oh, really, yeah, doesn't really yeah. get phased by you know somebody dying on his birthday. Also, you know, they got a a window out, and it's winter in Chicago. I you know I hope they got some visqueen or something up really quick. Um, Cause it's going to be plastic or something. Shit. Yeah. 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 No, it's going to get rough that day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I appreciate that she's asking, but I know she's, you know, doing it more out of concern. Um, and she asked, well, what does Chucky tell him? And I don't think she's ever expecting his real name is Charles Lee Ray. And he's been <laughs> sent down from heaven by daddy to play with me. Um, sure. Well, 
that's so that was the moment where i was like okay his dad is i'm guessing his dad's dead because yeah you know sent down from heaven but like wow <laughs> that's like a that's a straight punch to the gut right there just like oh no yeah. this, is, this is pretty evil yeah um and then andy says some bad words um yeah there's something about i think maggie being a bitch who deserved it or something like exactly. that that was exactly yeah. it yeah oof yeah it's uh it, that's i think part of the charm of this film exactly what comes out of this doll's mouth eventually um it's it's good times uh <laughs> Yeah, but, she's uh, just confused. She's just like, why would you say that? Oh, yeah. She, she's like, at first this? very shocked and then very, very, you know, just. Like, wow. Just she's like, this feel, isn't real, yeah. man. Like, feel this doll. It's plastic. Like, what are you doing? Yep. Yep. So mom freaks out on the poor kid. And then, he, of course, he lies to her to make her feel better. Uh, you know, basically saying, no, he doesn't talk to me. I don't hear him saying anything to me. Um, oh yeah. yeah this, uh, this little manipulative shit. Um, yeah, we'll see what it gets you. Uh, He's learning from uh, Chucky very quickly. Oh yes, he is. Uh, so she, you know, tucks him in and then we get Chucky's head turned and looking at her shadow under the door. Um, yeah. That's 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 some spoopy stuff right there for sure. Uh, and then we cut to the next day. It's time for school. Um, and I see this and I'm like, is he taking the doll to school for like show and tell or something? I mean, I know he's six. I know he's probably been through the trauma of his dad's death and all this stuff. But you're bringing a doll as big as you are to school with you. No, yeah, that's his best friend. I I guess. Yeah friends to the end um uh, we, we had a few i mean back in the day i guess we had a few kids who used to like bring toys to school but it was it was always kind of weird because they would instantly be like yeah no put that away like no toys yeah yeah that's why i was thinking man maybe uh he tells mom that uh, hey let's bring chucky for show and tell um eh, whatever um my my first thought i think when seeing this for the first time was uh, is he taking Chucky to school for show and tell or just so we can get some dead kids? Um, oh, but that, yeah, uh, in an alternate universe, we got that scene, we yeah. got some scenes like that, yeah, a little bit more serious Chucky film, maybe, yeah. Ooh. Uh, nope, nope, but the ball's on this kid, uh, he's faking out mom and he's cutting school as a six year old, um, yeah. Yeah, seriously, nobody questions this very small child alone on the L. Is it because he's no. got the doll with him? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, there, man. There's two of them. It must be okay. Um, <laughs> it's the size of him. He should be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It, I, I don't understand this either because I'm just like, on the L, everybody, like, there's so many people on that train. Everybody will, somebody is eventually going to, like, white knight and be like, yo, whose kid is this? Mm -hmm. um but yeah it going on the l as a kid that must have been something as a six-year-old yeah going yeah. down to the south side that 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 is nuts to see yeah i can't even imagine um <laughs> yeah uh so they walk through some you know areas with burn barrels and uh some homeless folks and uh eventually make it to this house well andy's gotta pee um and so he sets Chucky down on a bench or something, uh, goes to take a whiz, and we get this awesome POV shot of Chucky crossing the street. 
straight Again. sprinting too it's, it's so straight cool. evil dead yes mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that um and you know just because we're really not sure at this point i guess in the first viewing what is happening here why they're at this house you know this is where his old partner uh is squatting uh it's it's his hideout um and uh yeah chucky um blows out the pilot light uh for the oven and turns up the gas we 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 can see where this is going um and the guy um does he wake up or does Chucky uh, call? I think he like laughs. I think okay, he like laughs or something yeah. like that. And yeah, he like wakes up. He's like Charles. Yeah, yeah. It's the great Chucky laugh, and so he's he's able to recognize it. Um, and yeah, he he starts uh, checking the house out with his gun drawn, and he bursts into a room and you know fires a couple of shots, and the, the kid hears the gunfire and runs toward the house. So we we already know he's a very special little kid because um yeah that's that's not most folks there. Uh, <laughs> Run towards the shots, Andy. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we we hear Chucky, uh, you know, pitter pattering around and laughing, and it's all a ploy to get uh, this dude to burst into the kitchen where he fires a couple of rounds and the whole house blows up. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty cool explosion. Um, oh, yeah, that that building gets leveled. It's oh, so yeah. cool. Um, probably one of the most inventive, like, kills that I've seen in a horror movie in, like, a, what a while, too, because you never you never necessarily see somebody just get, get their house just straight blown up as a kill. <laughs> yeah, that dude is absolutely toast. Mm. Um, I, I'm sort of upset, but also glad that we didn't get the um uh the other uh shot of basically Andy getting thrown back from the explosion um that you, you have to figure that he was fairly close to the building when it happened um oh yeah he definitely got shockwave back a little bit he got pushed yeah yeah and there has to be a reason why you know he was able to get picked up by the cops there so maybe he got knocked out. I don't know. This this could be a deleted scene. Who knows? But uh yeah. Um building go boom. Um so we cut to the precinct where um yeah, way to question a kid without a parent or an attorney present. Uh, not sketchy at all, but uh, you know, it's how you do in eighty eight, right? Hell and yeah. Probably today. Things are different in the eighties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably probably a lot of that happening still today. Um but, oh, 100%. but yeah, um yeah, it, it's becomes very, very apparent uh after mom shows up and uh you know, um or no, wait a minute. I think I totally missed something here because um they had called mom down to the station and okay, uh Detective Skellington is all Hey, uh, you haven't stopped to pick up your kid yet. Yeah. Okay. Well, surprise. Here he is. Yeah. He's being arrested. (laughs) Yeah. They're just about throwing cuffs on this kid. And, uh, you know, all the crazy shit this kid is spewing about Chucky, uh, doing this Chucky doing that. Uh, Chucky is totally going to let Andy take the fall for, uh, blowing up his accomplice, uh, and enter the child psychologist. 
Uh, yep, we're going to send your kid away for a few days for observation. Yeah. Um, I don't know why he has a microphone either. He just has like a, he's just talking into a mic the whole time. And I'm just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> is, 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 is he maybe taking notes? I don't know. It, yeah. it could be a little, you know, micro cassette recorder or something like that. But uh, yeah, mom goes home with Chucky at this point. And she's not looking nearly as freaked out and despondent as one should when their son is accused of murder and uh, basically locked up for observation for a few days. I, God, I, I feel like she should have these very hollow, dark eyes and right, it's uh, some bags under there. A little yeah, bit. nonstop yeah. tears and you know. But shout out to her for not throwing away that doll at this point. Like, I, if I was a parent, I, I wouldn't even take it home with me. I'd toss it in the trash. Like, we're, get, we're getting rid of this all together at this point. Yeah, I, I think I like your method better. Um, <laughs> you know, of course, Chucky would still come back at that point. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, she gives the doll this, uh, you know, say something, you little bastard moment. And um <laughs> there's this little pause she can barely say it (laughs) yeah um and you know she says a few more things to him shakes him around a little bit and then puts him back down on the couch uh and she walks through the kitchen and this being that this is still the next day they still have yet to throw out the box that he came in and she picks it up she looks at it um she uh reads a a tagline or something off of it and then there's a little thunk as something falls out of the box and the the camera zooms in and it's clearly a pair of batteries and she then the camera moves to the box and it says batteries included (gasps) oh no (laughs) (laughs) the cat's out of the bag yep yep he's been operating without his batteries um and uh yeah she she gingerly picks up the doll at this point to check the battery compartment and she fumbles around finds it opens it up yep no batteries and right away chucky's head does a 180 and we get hi i'm chucky wanna play yep yep uh she scared the shit out of me as a kid when that happened too i was like oh i bet I bet. Shit right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, she drops this doll right away, like you do, hits the ground, and just rolls right under the couch. Um, now, I'm I'm just saying, Frank, if, if there were a possibly murderous doll under your couch, you know, in, in your home, possibly under your bed behind you, um, if you're getting on your knees and right down there on the floor to uh, search under said couch. How close would you get your face while investigating? Oh, I'd be in another state. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be running out the door. As she soon is... as the exorcist part happened, I'd be like, nope, not yep. me. <laughs> yep. She flips up the little uh, dust ruffle on the bottom of the couch there and looks underneath, and her face is right there. But they show some amazing restraint in this film because they just let Chucky just lie there. You know, it doesn't move nothing. She kind of pokes and prods a little bit at him uh, and eventually pulls him out again. She's like, nah, nah, things are fine. 
Things are fine. Yeah. It's fine. We're just gonna, Chuck is just going to keep gaslighting her. It's fine. Don't worry about yes. it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what this is. Um, all right. And this is where she, you know, again, starts poking and prodding at him again and, you know, asking him to speak. And it's like, okay, I'm going to make you talk. And she lights up the gas log in the fireplace and threatens to throw him in. And here we are. About halfway through this movie, where the real Chucky comes out to play. Ah, this is so good. Yep. <laughs> yep, you get a total change in the facial expression. Now, just so much more ex- uh, expressive. Uh, yeah. 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 I like it. Really good. Uh, also, amazing job. Watching this movie back years later now, and then seeing that oh, yeah. scene, they did insane work on I, I don't know if it's an animatronic I don't know if it's CGI I honestly cannot tell because I know there is some scenes where like there is a person in a costume yeah but like when this it's the straight doll it, animatronic because yeah. we didn't have CG anything like this it, <laughs> CG back then would be a little bit of graphics on a monitor that you see um, mm-hmm. but yeah it looks great it's um the guy that created the doll and did all this stuff is one of the producers of the film. I forget the dude's name, but uh, yeah, he, he's given like Stan Winston a run for his money right here. Oh, yeah. Um, so they tussle and uh, Chucky ends up biting her in the arm and he flees the apartment and wow, she's slow uh, going after this, you know, like, I don't know, 30 inch doll. Um, install with like small legs yeah exactly but he manages to make it to the elevator and the camera just follows her going round and round these stairs nearly wiping out several times always missing the elevator and she makes it to the street but he's got away um and uh yeah i guess uh mom hops in a taxi and she takes off to go sound like a crazy person to jack skellington um who of course does not believe her. Um, why, why would he, uh, at this point? Um, and yeah, she's like, well, fine, I'm going to run off and find this peddler who sold me the doll, but at least he shows some concern again. There's some people trying to do good and, you know, do good things in this film and not in a, you know, ham fisted way, not in a doing it because they have to kind of way in a clearly, you know, okay. We're, we're going to do the right thing kind of way. He's concerned about her going to where she's going to go to try to find this dude. Yeah. He um, kind of likes the mom. I remember earlier yeah. in the film, he's just like, Hey, you're going to call me, you know, just like in a very weird way. And she just kicks him out. His, his partner is just like, uh, missed again. Huh? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> that partner uh, is such a dumbass. Um, <laughs> so yeah, she, she's heading to the bad part of town. Um, and we get a montage of homeless folks unable to help her, you know, all of them shaking their heads, but, you know, showing some real concern in their eyes. Um, and you know what? I'm kind of proud of this film in that it shows, you know, most of them actually trying to help out and, you know, they're not trying to make them scary or anything like that. It's, um, again, shows some real restraint and, you definitely know this film could have gone another direction with, uh, you know, kind of vilifying them. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, 
again, most of them are helpful. We get a few nasty people when she's uh, just about to find the, uh, the peddler, uh, but she finds him and um, yeah, he, he's a dick. He continues well, to be a dick and terrible person. kind of tries to force himself on her a little bit uh, when she doesn't have much money to offer him to, uh, you know, fill in where he got the doll. But lo and behold, Detective Skellington shows up and um, yeah, yeah, uh, he kind of saves the day a little bit because yeah, <laughs> he's got a gun and everybody's like, it's a cop. Um, That's best thing you can have in Chicago. It's one thing you should have. You get your wallet, you get your gun, you get your, you bring your, you bring your phone. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a solid plan. Uh, yeah, detective shows up in the nick of time. Um, and when he hears from this dude that the doll came from that burned out department store, he's noticeably shook because he's there. Yeah, he gets this like weird look of just like, uh-huh. oh, shit, maybe there is something to this. But he's kind of an ass about it. Like yeah. just a little bit. Yeah, he he's um doing his best to keep things in the sane and rational throughout most of this film. Um, you know, even though there was this freak storm that blew apart the toy store as he was chasing the serial killer, um he's, you know, still that's more coincidence to him. Um Yeah. So they get the location and he drives mom home. Uh, she's now convinced that the doll is Charles Lee Ray. Uh, Skellington less so. You know, he's uh, still looking for the rational here. Um, she wants to check out uh, Charles Lee Ray's old place, his hideout or apartment or whatever, but he's not having it. He just gets out of the car and drags her out of the car. That was my favorite scene ever because he's just like, get out of my car. I don't, I, this is not real. I, I live in the sane world. Just leave. And then he doesn't get out of the car. So he just gets up, opens the door, just like out, like GTAs are out of the car. And then she just goes back around to the other. Side. She, no, she rolls up the window. Like she rolls up the window thinking it's going to stop him. And he just opens the door. <laughs> Oh man, so out of good. my car, you <laughs> fucking crazy person. Um, but uh, he does eventually get her out, and she's smacking on his car, and he's like, "Yeah, it must be a Tuesday." Um, and let's see here. Uh, he stops back at the precinct, and he wants to get uh, Charles Lee Ray's file, and uh, he leaves, hops back in the car. And of course, Chucky's in the backseat and he strangles him with jumper cables. Um, cause we could all tell that this is where this film was going to go with Chucky in the car. Um, because of course he killed the accomplice. He wants to kill the guy who, you know, killed him. Um, so yeah, tries strangling him with the jumper cables. They're crazy driving. Luckily, just before Chucky popped up from the backseat, uh, you know, Mike here, he popped in your old school cigarette lighter that nobody actually has anymore. And um, yes, very much a product of the late 80s, this film. <laughs> um, but uh, as he's struggling, trying to grab for anything and the car is going out of control, he does manage to get the cigarette lighter 
and burn the shit out of Chucky's face. Right in his um, forehead, too. Right, right here. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And it melts the plastic. But uh, Chucky is actually in pain. Uh, I don't think he expected he could be. But um, but yeah, yeah, it manages to get him off him for a minute. And apparently Chucky had grabbed a chef's knife somewhere at some point during all of this because he starts stabbing through the car seat at uh, Chris Sarandon's back here. Uh, so more crazy wild driving. And then Chucky's under the seat stabbing up. You get the, you know, crotch stab shot because, of course, you got to have that in a movie of this era. Um, luck, luckily this guy like barely gets nicked. Yeah. Um, I, don't even, I don't think he actually gets hurt at all. I think he gets like a cut or two, but that's really kind of about it. Yeah. It's pretty minimal. Uh, he's more like bouncing, you know, ping ponging off of other cars and stuff at this point. Uh, yeah, Chucky, uh, gets down into the, um, into the, um, uh, floor of the car there. And he just holds down the accelerator. And for whatever reason, he can't get this, you know, five pound piece of plastic off, but, um, you know, whatever. Um, they, I was going to ask that too. Like, do you think Chucky has normal, like human strength? Like he has to, he in some way in to at times yet. He's, no. you know, super light. He's no. the, uh, mithril of, uh, killer dolls. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's at this point that the car basically gets flipped. Uh, and, the upside down, um, the detective is, you know, kind of struggling because he was just in a car that got flipped. Uh, meanwhile, Chucky uh, tries to stab him in the head, misses, and then just runs around the car taunting him. Um, you know, basically telling uh, Detective Mike here that, uh, you know, sure, shoot me. You're not going to do anything. Those bullets can't hurt me. And... Uh, so chasing him around, letting him spend his ammo and uh, he sneaks back in, grabs the knife. And just when he thinks he may have run away, Chucky comes flying back into the car with the knife. But he gets off one shot and this doll gets blown the fuck back so beautifully. Absolutely launched. It's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that. Also the fact that there's a little bit of slow-mo in it too. That works mm -hmm. for me. Um, this yeah. movie is just well, dis uh, just a well-disguised action movie too. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. it's horror, but like there's so many times where like people are getting shot at shooting at each other. And now this is just like, wow. You know, and then nobody's going to believe this guy anyway, either. Like just some like doll attacking you in the movie. Oh, yeah. street. <laughs> like, I, I want to know what the conversation was uh, when, you know, people finally show up at the scene of the accident uh, before he's able to get another vehicle. Cause that happens relatively quickly. Um, so yeah, uh, Chucky is flown back and Mike breathes a sigh of relief. Um, and we cut to mom finally finding uh, Charles Lee Ray's old stomping grounds. She's like paying the landlord some money to, you know, let her in or whatever. And she starts exploring the place and finds a super creepy mural depicting some type of a voodoo ceremony with, um, you know, Chucky prominently featured in all of this. Uh, she sees some writing on the wall. Uh, oh, thank you, mighty Dumbala, for life after death. Um, 
Yep. That's a creepy one. That's a creepy one to see on any wall, right? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I always wondered if they ever explored that, too, the Dumbala stuff and everything like that. I think that's uh, I think it's mostly mentioned like uh, in the chant, but like okay. did they ever, I don't think they ever talked about that. I don't later. recall. Not at all. Um, yeah. Uh, creepy writing that she sees not once, but twice. And it just makes me think of, you know, sweets to the sweet. Um, another great Chicago film there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's at this point where, um, she's looking around and we see a silhouette, uh, approaching from behind her and she's startled, but now it's just detective Mike and he's, he's okay. He, he, he survived his ordeal. Um, and he lets her know about his findings. Uh, I, I'm surprised that he had to research, uh, Ray's file here to remember everything about this killer that he had been hunting. But, yeah, like a week ago before this. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. You think, it, you think if this guy was your obsession, you would just know where this guy lives like 24-7. Right, right. And and while he doesn't come right out and talk about what happened to him, uh, he shows her a picture of this voodoo priest and tells her they have to find him before Chucky does. So he doesn't even come right out and say that he believes her or anything. It's like, no, nope, we just got to find this priest and uh, get to him before the doll does. But of course, Chucky gets there first. He visits said priest and he's pretty upset that he can get hurt and that he bleeds. Um, oh, yeah. 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 Also, really, I think this is like the first time we see Chucky just by himself and not like running around or those POV shots. He's just kind of like, hey, this is me now. Here I am. He's just like on this counter, just fully animated, looking amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly really love that shot. It's 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 the creepiest thing in the world because it's so uncanny valley but at the same time so natural well and that's the wonderful thing about uh this character because it's supposed to be a doll so you can have this animatronic thing and there you go there you go it's already a doll it's it's as real (laughs) as it needs to look it's you know trying to improve it with cg years later or anything like that that's what would probably make it feel worse so yeah, shout out to all the effects in this film because it's fucking great. Um, so yeah, he's pretty upset. And, uh, John, the priest, uh, explains that, uh, you know, the longer that Ray stays in the doll, uh, the more human he becomes and it, it clicks for Ray. Oh shit. I'm going to be trapped in this doll as this living doll until Forever. I die. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck. Um, so he's like, hey, you got to tell me how to fix this. You're the one that got me into this mess and you're going to get me out. Um, <laughs> John's like, fuck that noise. I'm going to go get some gear and get you gone. And uh, this is where Chucky pulls out his voodoo doll. Oh, another really, by the way, really inventive kill. Like they're so the kills in this movie are so unique because it's like you would think just doll step. Right. But no, they they constantly just throw a new like wrench into the cog. And it's like, what we're doing using voodoo dolls now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, there's something, you know, like supernatural or magical that's happened that has created the whole premise of this film, but you didn't really realize that it was voodoo until, you know, they're scoping out Ray's apartment and everything. And then you get this scene here at the priest's uh, apartment. Um, so, okay. It's voodoo. Cool. Voodoo magic. 
Yep. And he gets his leg broken in spectacular fashion. And uh, yeah, gets a little stabby stabbed. Um, But that's all after he finally tells Chucky, okay, okay, you want to get out of the doll. You got to put yourself into the person that you, you know, first opened up to after you were in this situation. And Chucky's like, the kid? The kid? I, I get to be six years old again. This is awesome. He's hyped okay. about it, dude. Stab, 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 stab. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I got a date with a six-year-old boy. That was a super <laughs> creepy line right there. Um, but ultimately, uh, ultimately, yeah, stab, stab, stab. John goes down. Um, and yeah, I think we immediately cut to um, immediately cut to uh, mom and uh, Detective Skellington uh, just making it to the apartment and uh, they're too late, you know, but they do find John dying at least. And uh, with his dying breaths, he's able to tell them uh, that they got to save the boy and they can destroy Chucky by destroying his heart. Yeah. Um, you know, probably he was a good he, guy in the end. I guess. Yeah. Oh, I don't think he was ever evil in any yeah. way. He, he tells Chucky that, uh, you know, he's not helping him because he perverted everything that he taught him. Yeah. Um, he yeah, might, might've just taught him under good, good notions. You know what I mean? So he was probably yep. a good guy in the beginning. Yep. Yep. Uh, absolutely. Sounds like it. Uh, so he did and they have a mission. Um, and at this point you're like, I don't know if Andy's in a hospital or juvie. Um, cause there's some, uh, you know, pretty serious looking bars, but a window that he can open. um, Sure. No, nope. nope. it kind of defeats the purpose of all putting them in a, in especially a place like if that, you, but hey. Yeah, especially if you're keeping six-year-old children who can probably squeeze through those bars and fall to their death. Um, no. Who are but, also yeah. apparently double murderers at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. 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 If the, yes. if the glove don't, don't fit, you can't acquit. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess in this, place, in this point, the pajamas don't fit. Oh, shit. Yes, we just OJ'd child's play. I enjoy everyone. Um, So, Andy, for whatever reason, at the moment he's looking out the window, happens to see Chucky sneaking into the facility, and he starts flipping the fuck out. Uh, Andy cries out for the doctor, and while the doctor doesn't believe him, he at least seems concerned. Again, people trying to do good things. You know, people. That's I think one of the most shocking things about that because you don't see a lot of that in a horror cinema. It's mostly people who are evil or just bad shits who basically get what they deserve. Yeah, um, like in, in any other horror movie, this doctor would be like, "Yes, I love lobotomizing children" or some weird shit. In this movie, he's just like, "Yeah, dude, I, just, I legitimately want to help you. You are you. Something's wrong. I, I I'm going to do my do- job as a doctor." And it's like, "Okay, yeah, so, yeah." Um. So yeah, he runs off. In the meantime, Andy's just despondent. He's like, "Chucky's going to kill me." He's he he's like repeating himself and kind of rocking back and forth on the chair there by the door. Uh, he's in a bad way. Um. And we cut right back to Chucky sneaking in through a window. There is this very distracted orderly and uh, Chucky's able to grab his keys off his desk and uh, he opens up a lucky number seven 
and just drops the keys on the floor and takes off towards the bed. And here's one of those scenes you were talking about earlier where it's clearly somebody in a little costume uh, because, you know, he's walking and everything. But he falls for the oldest trick in the book, the pillow under the blankets um, and seems so shocked that it's just a pillow. Um, I, I also appreciate that we didn't get him trying to stab the pillow. Oh yeah. He just he just pulls back the covers and it's like, oh no, I've been duped. Uh <laughs> I've been and he, Yes. Uh Andy crawls away, grabs the keys, and runs out the room. Uh basically the doctor and Chucky roughly at the same time realizing that Andy's on the move. Um I would have loved for Andy to slam the door shut, locking Chucky in at this point. But of course the doll's small enough to get through this open window and through the bars and climb on the outside of the building. Cause that's what he does. Um, we get the doctor screaming after everybody to stop him. And yeah, yeah. I, Andy finds a little hiding place inside an operating room, you know, probably where the lobotomies happen. Um, and of course, Chucky once again gets the upper hand and dive bombs him from somewhere up above after turning on this massive spotlight, blinding <laughs> Andy. Was this kid. Yep. <laughs> yep um yeah uh andy's knocked to the ground he's got a tray of instruments that falls over him there's like scalpels everywhere all over the floor so many scalpels um and andy does pick one of them up and you know gets his back up against the wall he's a smart kid i you know uh i do love how he trips over everything though in that scene he's just oh yeah all right yeah yeah, he's stumbling everywhere (laughs) Yeah, yeah he, he's lucky he didn't slice his own face off with that scalpel. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and we, we think Chucky's going to get him at this point. But uh, no, it's the doctor. He's popped into the room probably because he heard all the rattling and everything. And he manages to grab Andy and force the scalpel out of his hand. Takes him over to uh, this bed where he's going to give him a sedative. And wow, this kid is fighting for his life at this point, you know, like you should. But um, yeah, we, we get uh, a very pet cemetery scene, which I think came out the following year, but of uh, a nice slice with a scalpel at somebody's heel or leg or something. And the doctor goes down. Chucky again with the upper hand here. Uh and then we get like this electroshock therapy helmet thrown <laughs> on the doctor's head and Chucky cranks things up to 11. Um, that is not a good way to go. Oh yeah. Straight, straight voltages to the brain. Nah, nah, that's yeah. not it. But oh, yeah. it was hilarious too. Is just like the, the, you don't necessarily see Chucky do any of these things. Like uh, it's sometimes just, it's a little it's hand hand reaching up and turning the dial it's so good like when he puts on the thing he just goes it's like a little it's like he's like putting the uh the cherry on top of a cake he's like eh, there you go you got your yep. little helmet and he just runs away your little pitter patter mm-hmm. uh so good i love like like i said i love the kills of this movie because they're 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 not just stabby stabby kills they're just straight up like anything that's in the room is now the weapon yep he's the anti-macgyver um yeah uh oof yeah it's a bad kill um and andy i think bugged out while they were uh you know tussling here 
Um, and once again, mom and the detective arrive moments too late. Uh, and shit's going down at this hospital. Everybody is out in the hallways. Um, the, the, the cops partners there, you know, uh, detective dumbass. Um, and they, they talk to a few people. There's this young girl that saw Chucky. Um, so these kids are probably freaked the fuck out as well after seeing this killer doll. Um, but, um, mom's like, Hey, I always told Andy, if there was ever any trouble or anything, he needed to run home. And, um, you know, they figured that's where he went and they figured right. Because, uh, here he is barricading the door. Um, you know, he, he, uh, grabs his bench. He pushes it up against the door and he does the little kid thing of finding another slightly smaller object and placing it on top of the other one for all the good it's going to do. Building um, a fort really quick. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, so yeah, he, he goes to prepare for the worst and we, we get a really funny scene from here of this old couple in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> And Chucky's just in the corner in doll mode. And uh, she's like, oh, some child left their doll in here. Uh, what should we do with it? And the husband's like, oh, just leave it, dear. If they left it here, they'll come back and find it. And as they leave on their floor, she's like, ugly doll. And we get this Chucky, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> It's so good. The delivery on that is amazing because they they wait until he's out of frame and then you'll hear his ah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As the elevator's moving again. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, and then uh, back to Andy in the apartment. Uh, he's going to pull a Laurie Strode and go hide uh, in the closet behind the louvered doors. Um, and he, he starts looking through his toys, looking for anything to help him with the situation. Right. And he finds the world's smallest, tiniest baseball bat. I thought for sure they were going to do something with that remote control car, but no, no, it's, it's the tiny little bat. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, he hears, uh, Chucky come down from the chimney, which was awesome. Cause, um, yeah, I don't know how else he was going to get into this place. Um, maybe slicing the plastic on the broken ass window and coming in. Right. I don't know that that would have been a little bit easier and less messy, <laughs> but um, but yeah, uh, they, uh, kind of chase each other through the apartment. Uh, Andy takes a swing at him, totally misses, drops the bat. Um, and then Andy thinks he's given him the slip, but it's in one of my favorite horror tropes where somebody just pops up out of the woodwork and, you know, it makes no sense how he even got there. But, uh, yeah, uh, Chucky's like batter up <laughs> and Andy's <laughs> down he clunks this kid in the head with the tiny little bat it's great yeah <laughs> i love i I just love how much personality this character has like I, the only other character i can think of who has this much personality is probably freddy krueger just because of the way he taunts the people who he's like chasing but yeah. like chucky does it in a way that it's like this, this is just a guy he's just a really terrible dude who's just talking a lot of shit and i love it it's great that then yeah. plus the the guy who voices Chucky, amazing. His delivery yeah. on every single line is just fucking perfect. Yes, yes. Uh continue to put Brad Dourif in everything until he dies. Um uh but yeah, great voice. 
the adults finally get to the building. Um, but Chucky begins his chant and, uh, we get more storm clouds and lightning. So we know it's working. Um, they break down the front door, they throw in a barricade aside and they manage to throw Chucky off, um, pretty easily. Um, I, I would have just loved it if one of them ran up and just, you know, drop kicked Chucky off of them. Um, <laughs> Just Straight seeing the ragdoll fly into the wall or something and just slump down. I'm surprised um, nobody in the series has thought, hey, he's a doll. Let me just football kick this this little shit like, like 30 yards that way. Yep. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, now they just kind of throw him aside. But then he just immediately gets up and he's got his little uh, his old knife and he uh, slashes uh, Detective Mike in the leg. Um, and let's see here. Totally lost my place. Oh, yes. Um, and Mike goes down, but Chucky kind of runs away and Mike just gives Karen a gun from his ankle. Yeah, he holster. just has, let me, I just have my extra gun here. Give me a second. It's Chicago. Yeah, he's got, we, we have like three he's, at a time. <laughs> you got to have your holdout piece. Come on. Um, that's what ankle holsters are for. Um, so he gives her a gun. And he gets up to limp around and search the apartment and he bursts into her bedroom. And again, it's like, you know, there's this tiny little creepy doll, uh, but you're going to get your face right up against the bed as you go to inspect underneath it. Right. And that's when Chucky strikes taking Mike out with two hits from the tiny little bat. And the first one is one to the gut, knocking the wind out of him. And the second one is the head, and he goes down like a sack of potatoes. Um, it's like Flintstone shit, too. He's like, dunk, done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's like the, uh, the, the meme with the gif of, uh, you know, the, the horny dog, you know, with the yeah. bonk. <laughs> Bunk. fuck me um so yeah mike goes down and before he can land a final blow karen bursts into the room and blasts chucky off of him with a gun um (laughs) she's got the stance and everything and uh yeah uh that's some fun times uh chucky goes flying across the room at that point uh but she goes to fire again and unfortunately the gun jams um so she just drops that shit and Chucky chases after her. Um, they tussle and uh, this, oh God, I, I love this bit, uh, where she manages to throw him into the fireplace and get the screen up against, uh, sort of caging him inside. Um, so finally getting the upper hand on him and she's got her back to it, you know, cause apparently again, this five pound piece of plastic has all of the strength of a full grown man and is trying to push back out. Uh, she's fumbling around up on the mantelpiece, uh, looking for the matches. She knocks them all on the ground and he's just standing there staring like a dumbass. And she, she finally, um, you know, convinces him to come over and help to grab the matches and she fumbles around for the gas. She gets that going and Andy just calmly walks up, strikes that match. And this whole time, Chucky's been going absolutely ham on the back of the screen 
and screaming and just losing his shit. And he suddenly stops, stops and, uh, you know, just super calmly. Um, he's like, Oh no, Andy, no, please. We're friends till the end. Remember? Yeah. Definitely and, a deadite moment right there from Evil Dead. Just like, yes, back yes, to human. yes, back to human. <laughs> uh, and Andy just super calm. This is the end, friend. Drops that mansion, lights that little bitch up. Oh, <laughs> oh I love it. I love it's it. So I love cold. It gets, gets gets the moment. He gets the one-liner. Yeah, he, he gets the Schwarzenegger line of the movie. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, and, um, yeah, uh, at this point, also, Karen had uh, kind of wedged a log um, for a gas fireplace that you probably wouldn't need. But in any event, she wedges that up against the fireplace screen uh, to sort of keep Chucky trapped in there as he burns. And, ooh, these flames are nasty. Um, They kind of back away in horror, and that's where he manages to get the screen free. And he's just stumbling around in their living room on fire. Uh, lighting other things on fire. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, God, this whole apartment building is going to go up uh, in a minute. Um, really the resale doesn't, value though. on this apartment is just down now. <laughs> oh, I know. Broken window. You got all sorts of fire and smoke damage. That that furnace now smells like burning plastic. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 not great. This has turned into a major fixer-upper. Um, you know, the other thing is there's no smoke alarms going off. Oh, uh, there that's... isn't. There, there's not one smoke alarm in this movie for any of the fire in it. Yeah, you got the burnt toast in the beginning, which is, you know, going up like a house of fire. And um, yeah, yeah, all the burning plastic and everything else, but nothing. No, yep. just a just a man in a costume just getting burned and running around. <laughs> running around house. We have a man who has possessed a doll doing a full body burn, but not a single smoke alarm going off. Mm. Cool cool um so yes uh chucky you know writhing around screaming nearly lighting the couch on fire um and so finally he drops to the ground and the flames kind of go out and you've got this super withered deformed chucky there that's just not moving um and detective mike calls like you know finally waking up here oh hey what happened everybody okay yeah yep i'm not doing so hot over here um and so uh they go to give him a hand um mom asks andy to go grab the first aid kit from under the kitchen sink and uh this is where he turns back and sees that chucky's not there anymore there's just the little burned mark on the floor where he was and um yeah, Andy goes running back for mom, and you get the little legs sticking out from around the corner, tripping Andy. It's such like a cartoon type of trope <laughs> of a trip. Um, Andy goes down pretty hard, um, and he's burnt to a crisp, but he's still able to hold a knife and he's still able to speak. And I love how you know his lips are burned away, so his oh. teeth are just kind of there, and one of the eyes is gone, and the other one there's no lid or anything. It's just there straight eye um, it, the, yeah. the movements too are very like 
I don't there's I, I don't remember the movie exactly. I want to say Creature from Black Lagoon. Just the way he moves is so very like it's like he he's hurt you could tell but it's 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 creepy because you can see all like the liquid it's like it's st- shit still boiling off of his arm and stuff like that one of the honestly as as like a kid the creepiest things i've ever seen in my life just seeing that burnt doll just constantly moving like dude you cannot kill this thing this thing just will not die nope and uh there there's still a lot of movie left so yeah um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the doll is coming after him again. And let's see. Um, by the way, like Andy, they should really oh, recall sorry. these dolls. They should really recall these dolls. Oh, yeah. Cause you see how much that thing burned in like very little flame. Like that was a lot of fire. Like mm-hmm. those things can't be, those things can't be, uh, you know, yeah, safe not, for kids. Not, not very flame retardant. No. Um, so yeah, Andy goes running for mom and they managed to slam the door shut on Andy or uh, Chucky and he's clawing at the door and everything. And uh, what's the line here? Um, oh, give me the boy and I'll let you live. Um, I don't know. He's a creepy kid. Maybe she should, you know, consider the offer. I mean, remember um, the breakfast in bed, mom? Like, probably, yeah, just give away. Yeah. It's fine. She's, you know, she's thought about it once or twice. <laughs> yeah, she's thought about it once or twice. Uh, maybe give him some cooking lessons. I don't know. Uh, and then she realizes, crap, the shotgun bathroom. And, uh, you know, he, he goes running around to the other side. And it's a door that opens into the bathroom. So she's not able to defend against uh, uh, Chucky very well. He's stabbing through this uh, cheap hollow corridor with the knife and he gets her in the hand and nearly gets her in the head uh, before he runs away again. Nice um, little shining moment there, if I remember correctly. Oh, straight yeah. Straight through the door. It's like, oh! Yep, yep. Uh, and they're at this point where somehow they end up chasing each other around the apartment again. And... Um, she manages to pick up the gun, which I guess has unjammed itself at this point, uh, or she clears the jam. I, I don't know. Um, but she starts blowing pieces off of Chucky, starting with his head. That just goes flying back and rolling yeah, down the hallway. Slow motion too, so you can see every single like little piece coming off and everything. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, the body continuing to walk towards her with the knife. Uh, she starts blowing off uh, a couple of limbs and, uh, as the body goes down, she stands over it and unloads the rest, uh, into the body. And this is where Mike's dumbass partner shows up. Uh, like, what the fuck is going on here? There's a fucking doll on the ground and burnt doll. Is it? What is this? And, uh, you know, he goes and he finds Mike and Mike is clearly injured. So, uh, you know, he calls up a bus to come, uh, you know, pick up his wounded partner here. And um, um, he goes out to investigate the uh, scattered doll parts. And meanwhile, Mike's like, yeah, go ahead and look at it, but don't touch anything. And of course, what does he do? He picks up the head. Yeah. He picks up the head and he carries it with him back into the bedroom. At first, very gingerly, very afraid. And then he's like, it's, it's a hunk of plastic, whatever. Uh, so he carries that into the bedroom and he puts it on top of the TV facing them. So it's looking at them. 
And he's just, you know, kind of making fun of the situation in front of these three very clearly traumatized people. And With that's also what... injured ones. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's it's very strange how this plays out. Um but once again, Chucky has the upper hand because the remaining, you know, larger bit of his body comes bursting through a vent over Detective Dumbass's shoulder and attacks him while the head is kind of directing everything that's happening. Um, so he, he spins around the room with this thing on him. And um, yeah, uh, finally, finally, somebody shoots the doll in the fucking heart and yeah. goes down. And the head on its side this time, staring at them, lets out a final, hi, I'm Chucky, wanna play? As oh, it fades off. So good. Yup. And it's at this point where help finally arrives. They get, uh, you know, Detective Mike loaded up and everything. And uh, Andy gives this one little last look over his shoulder as mom leads him away. Uh, staring at the uh, doll's head as they go to close the door and then freeze frame freeze frame and and credits i love that it ends on a freeze frame we were, we, we were just watching uh the lost boys last night and nice. i'm like I, I fucking swear to god if this movie ends on a freeze frame i'm gonna lose it it didn't end on a freeze frame but i love that child's play it does it's the it's the quirkiest thing ever but it's great. Yeah. It's basically like thriller. He's just gonna start. His eyes are gonna start glowing. Uh-huh. All you need is that Vincent Price <laughs> cackle there. Um, yeah, it's. I, I'm curious uh, what their thought was with how that plays. Um, are we supposed to, you know, just be concerned like Andy? You know, is it really over? Is it really done? Is Chucky really dead? Or are we supposed to possibly think? that maybe something evil has transferred itself into Andy after all. I don't know. I, I feel like that little look that he gives at the end, you could really go either creepy. way. Yeah. It's a creepy, it's like, he's a creepy kid. He's a creepy you know, kid. He's a creepy yeah. kid. I love, I, I love that though. Uh, I, I do know that there was a lot of stuff cut out of the movie. There's a lot of Chucky scenes, like almost like 90 minutes or 60 to 90 minutes of like Chucky Holy scenes. Fuck. Cause this movie was originally like two hours long. Uh, the original like uh, the original like cut of the movie and then they I think they hired like the producer came in and was just like yeah no we're cutting half of the shit out and then you know it, it does show in some scenes and I think that's one of them because like I think there was more to like that ending than than just a freeze frame kid just staring at a at mm. a thing yeah who knows maybe they didn't think they were this was going to be a franchise like <laughs> and he's like there's no way uh, Chucky will live on past 2022 three and look at it now We're yeah yeah what is franchise. it like six or seven films <gasps> and uh at this point uh, a couple of seasons into a tv mm-hmm. series that's pretty well liked um yeah, me and mario were joking about this yesterday like out of all the horror movie icons the only ones who's kind of stood the time is oddly enough chucky uh who is not you had like a remake they haven't had anything like they're the the story is still continuous from this point on to where it is now this still happened like child's play yeah. still happened that was still part of the whole story i mean they still tried that me. crappy mark hamill remake and nobody liked it and uh yeah they decided to just move on with a canon tv series instead that's awesome yeah, <laughs> yeah you know but even it, that remake like still like still is canon i'm like 
okay is we're it? Just, everything's okay. canon yeah they okay. do they 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 pull the veil off uh towards like the 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 post credit scene of like oh tiffany's in this universe then it's part yeah. it's it's all continuous i'm like oh okay okay yeah but yeah, chucky well. chucky lives chucky lives on yeah uh in all of our hearts somehow <laughs> <laughs> the strangler the strangler oh charles e rape strangler by the way, I, I I forgot forgot to mention this earlier. How the hell are you called the Strangler? But like, you know, voodoo magic. You use a gun, obviously, and like you're you you didn't str- you're like the only person who's almost strangled is the cop in his back seat, and that's really kind of about it. When you're notorious for being for strangling people, you think you would strangle people some more? Yeah, yeah. It's um. I mean, at least we got one strangulation scene with jumper cables. <laughs> you know, you you gotta use what you got. And, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe if he, you know, didn't do most of his killing in scenarios where rope was easily, uh, found nearby, you know, maybe he would have been, you know, the knifer or, knifer. um, <laughs> the, I think the, you did it earlier, the, the MacGyver. Yeah. The anti-MacGyver. Yes. The anti-MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just kill with whatever I have around me. Eventively. <laughs> yes. yes. Oh, oh. Fuck me, this movie. Um, it, it's so much fun. It like we talked about much earlier. There's so much great suspense in that first half. It's yeah. that's done really well. Uh, for yeah. you know a sort of schlocky late '80s slasher horror comedy type thing. Um, but yeah, shockingly well. Uh, you know, shout out to Tom Holland and uh, Don Mancini. You know, some horror greats right there. Um, yeah, this movie. Yeah, when I saw rips. Tom Holland's name in this, I was a little confused myself. I was like, "Who?" Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was, I was like, joking. Oh, yeah. You know, Different the Tom other Holland. one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. No, they did. A, they did an insanely good job. The atmosphere in this, I I love it. There's nothing more scarier, scary as like even adult or even as a kid of seeing something that crazy and traumatic and nobody believing you. Like oh, it's yeah. the it's the ultimate story of the boy who called uh, um, the, the boy who cried wolf, right? Yeah. Like, oh man, nobody well, believes it, me. I'm alone. Like and, this and, is scary. And it's, it's a very fairly common fear too of uh, being institutionalized against your will, and you know the just being told you're crazy when you know you're not. It's yeah. Not that crazy people know that they're crazy, but you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a pretty common fear, and it's always super effective in thrillers and uh, horror in general. Um, yeah, this, yeah, I would even argue works. too. Like earlier in the movie, if they never did that intro with the with Charles and um, and Detective Skeleton, um, <laughs> I think like you could have legitimately like you know throughout the whole movie just wonder like, is Chucky even alive? Like. Yeah. Is this even like a real like thing? Like it, that that first part of the movie kind of tells the hand for the rest of the movie, but like it, it, there's parts of that movie where I'm like, is the kid doing it? Is the you know is it the doll? And then they they finally reveal it. But I, I yeah. do like that little kind of like guessing game in the beginning of like, oh, it could it technically could be the kid. We just don't really know for sure. Um, yeah, it, it would but, be interesting to watch a cut where it's all just edited out, and you know, yeah. Of course, you'd have to show it to somebody who's never seen the film before. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, no, I, I I love how this movie plays. Um, 
I, there's some weird choices here and there. Um, you know, just the way in which detective Mike finally comes around, it, it feels like there's definitely something missing in all of that. And like you said, it's, there's a lot that was left on the cutting room floor with this. Um, but yeah. Yeah. yeah he, I, he It's a little weird the way he does it. It's just like, you would think at this point you'd be, you know, you would think about it more or like the movie would maybe elaborate more on the obsession with Charles Lee Ray. Like mm-hmm. it from from what I can tell, like earlier in the film, I think there's a mention of like that he's been chasing. They've been chasing each other for a while. And I'm like, OK, I would like to know a little bit more about that. Just give me a Charles mm-hmm. Lee Ray uh, prequel movie. You know what I mean? I want to know how he becomes the strangler. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, how he learns all of his uh super cool voodoo stuff. Um, oh, that's one yeah. of those things too. It's just like even uh even growing up, I was just like I always get that that chant wrong. I think it's like Abe do Dembala, and like I would say like a completely opposite thing. That was one of the things that we always used to just say. We used to just touch each other's heads in the playground and be like Abe do Dembala. <laughs> It's like what the, I guarantee the teachers are always looking around like what the fuck is wrong with these kids? <laughs> yeah, indeed. What the fuck is wrong with all these kids? <laughs> but you know, kids just say weird shit too. Yeah, that, that's a whole that's a whole just a child's play, right? What the fuck is wrong with these kids? They're just weird. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um. Oh God. Um. Yeah. It's it's fun because. Uh, if you look at this movie, very, very surface level. Okay. Uh, it's just killer doll. That's it. You know, mm-hmm. a little bit of eighties action on top, but yeah, all this little stuff, you know, the nobody believes me, the, could it be the kid thing? It's just all that just adds so much to it. It's, it's fun to talk about horror. Yeah. And how vulgar Chucky is in this movie, too. Oh, like, yeah. He, right out the gate, just like straight C words, fuck you, bitch, and like all that. It's just like, you don't, I don't, I can't think of any other horror, like mainstream horror movies, right? At the time where you had a killer just be like that crazy, like aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, Freddy, I can think of the other one, but like even Freddy was a little calm about his his things. Charles just goes straight out the gate. It's like, I'm going to beat your ass. Like, just start smacking this lady in the face. Yeah, it, I, it is a little weird because he's supposed to be a serial killer. And you, you think of serial killers as people that try to blend in and appear normal and everything um, just to kind of hide this other side of themselves. That's not this dude. Not at all. He's just unhinged from the gate. Yeah. Um, God, I just, I would love to know a little bit more of the Charles Lee Ray, uh, lore as far as him and, um, you know, his partner, uh, Caputo or whatever, what that was all about. Did they kill together? Was he just a buddy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. He, he he had a van. That's all I know. He has a van. Yeah. They well, probably be... kidnap yeah. people or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, if it were a white panel van, that would make more sense. It's um, candy on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's weird, though. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's elaborated much... later on either. Nah. Hmm. A lot of the stuff that happens in this movie is just 
there and never elaborated ever in child's play ever again um i hope at some point they do because like like i said i would love to see charles lee ray before he becomes chucky i want to kind of see how he meets tiffany i want to see all of that stuff but yeah you know that's that's something that's a pipe dream i don't think they're ever going to touch that stuff no no i I think you're probably right um Yeah, there's just, again, so much that was probably left on the cutting room floor to get this down to, like, a fairly tight 90-minute movie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so much the better. It's it's definitely one of those films that very much respects your time. Um, again, yeah, you, you get your, you know, spoops. Um, yeah. It's that perfect movie for early, uh, late 80s, early 90s television where you turn it oh, on yeah. and it's just it's just playing on like TBS yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it's a severely edited yeah. version on USA up all night. Exactly. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, no, child's play child's play rips. It is a shit ton of fun and I'm glad that we could do this. Yeah. This 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 was a blast, man. Yeah, um, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah. Any final thoughts on Child's Play? I think we got a lot of it um, out there. But... Don't watch the sequel. <laughs> oh, oh. They do the they do the Doom thing where it's like, hey, we have Doom, and then we have Doom 2016. Child's Play has a sequel called Child's Play, uh, which is weird because it's like the seventh movie in the franchise, and it's still canon. So like, it's technically like the it's it's just weird. Why would you call it the same thing? Don't want when you go watch Child's Play. Don't do that. I actually made that mistake when I uh, when I was looking for this film to watch again. I opened up a, a browser. It's like, oh, this they have Child's Play. Opened it up and it was the the new one. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> well, that's too bad. Um, Frank, if you'd like, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at the Frank GV, and you can find uh, me and my other co-hosts at Point in Progress, where we talk about video games every week. Uh, mostly talking shit about video games, but you know how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, we live in a golden age of shit talking, so yeah, mm-hmm. that that works. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, thanks again for coming on. Um, I will uh, be in touch about some other stuff. Um, Hell but yeah! Thank this... you for inviting me absolutely man thanks for coming on uh this has been murders with mertens a horror film podcast thank you for letting us tickle your ear holes uh if you'd like um please like share and subscribe i'll be back soon enough with another episode but until next time stay spoopy everyone